You're listening to Health Chats, brought to you by Florida Hospital, Florida's elite medical network, providing unique whole person care, mind, body, and spirit. Here's Melanie Cole. You may not realize this, but heart disease, not cancer, is the number one cause of death for women in America. Nearly every minute of every day each year, a woman dies of heart disease. My guest today is Dr. Patricia Guerrero. She's a cardiologist and the director of Women and Heart Disease for Florida Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Guerrero. Please start by telling us about what's a little bit different for women and our heart disease than it has been typically for men. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you. Women have different symptoms when they present with heart disease, and I think most people would think of heart disease as heart attacks or that disease or symptoms that relate to uh, a inadequate blood supply to the heart muscle. So men customarily or would more typically have chest pain. Women can have chest pain if they are presenting with a heart attack, but they also, from a percentage point of view, are more likely to have uh, symptoms that are not considered typical, meaning it is not chest pain, not the elephant sitting on the chest. It may be nausea. It might be shortness of breath. It could be jaw pain, shoulder pain, or pain radiating down the arm. So the presentation is can be different, and also the type of disease and how it affects the arteries can be different in women when compared to men, um, meaning that men will more typically have a focal disease, meaning that the blockage in the artery is in a discrete area, versus in women, it can encompass more of the entirety of the vessel. The other difference is... Um, age of presentation. So men customarily and statistically would have heart disease at an earlier age when they present at a later age. Uh, But the outcome after a heart attack is worse for women than in men. So it behooves women to really focus on prevention um, because we do fare less well after a heart attack. We have a greater chance within the first year of dying, and we have a greater chance within the first five years compared to men of having complications related to heart attacks and death. So women, we are the caregivers of society, Dr. Guerrero, and we typically are always treating everybody else before we take care of ourselves. So give women your best advice about risk factors, things we should be aware of so that we can concentrate on ourselves and then we can help the rest of society. Well, I agree with you. Women are the caregivers, and so their focus is um, others first um, before them. But I would say remember that you can't care for others unless you care for yourself. And the best example that you can give uh, to your children, particularly your daughters, is showing that caring for yourself is not being selfish. It's actually in taking care of yourself that you can help others. So the main thing that I would recommend all women to do, and this is part of the American Heart Association and American College of Cardiology Guidelines, is that as of age 18, so when you reach adulthood, that you systematically um, have a review of what are your cardiovascular risk factors. And this is a tool that is available online, um, even through the American Heart Association's website, but also through the Florida Hospital Women's Heart 
website. So it is a questionnaire of just a few questions, and if you don't feel uncomfortable going through those questions, you should seek help from your primary care provider. So what the things that are addressed as risk factors are things like high blood pressure. Is your blood sugar high? Do you not exercise routinely? Is your weight above what would be considered normal? Do you smoke? Um, Are you a diabetic? Um, Do you have a family history of heart attacks or strokes under the age of 65? Then there's some additional risk factors that are unique um, to uh, women um, that also include that during pregnancy, they develop diabetes or develop high blood pressure, something called eclampsia. And those are early warning signs. Those are, those are things that should be um, uh, taken as a clue that that young woman will subsequently have a higher risk of developing heart disease. So routinely reevaluating at least yearly, what are your risk factors, and either using the questionnaire that will help estimate what your risk factor category is, or even better, seeing your primary care doctor yearly and addressing all those risk factors and what can be done to prevent disease. So what do you like to tell women about preventing? And you've mentioned these risk factors, some of them controllable, some of them not. But what do you tell them where diet and exercise are concerned in that's relation to heart disease? Well, in reference to what has been repeatedly proven is that the more you move, the healthier you will remain. So I encourage women and men to perform at least 200 minutes of aerobic exercise per week. So that boils down to about 30 minutes every day. Um, it can be in blocks as small as 10 minutes. I mean, it does not have to be formal exercise, but it should involve uh, increasing your heart rate to a point where you are slightly short of breath but can still sustain a conversation. Uh, I encourage everyone to exercise Uh, as many days of the week as possible instead of trying to just accumulate all 200 minutes in one or two days as it provides a beneficial effect on maintaining a normal blood sugar level, a normal cholesterol value, normal blood pressure, and it helps with weight management. I also advise women in particular to do some resistance training. It doesn't necessarily have to be with machines or weights, but that at least three times a week they do some sort of resistance training to maintain muscle mass and good posture. So maintaining muscle mass also assists in uh, maintaining a metabolic rate that assists you in maintaining a healthy weight, as well as, as one ages, maintaining good posture because you have good muscle mass may help prevent something that also occurs frequently in women, which is falls and fractures secondary to osteoporosis. So weight training, resistance training, whether it be with your own body weight or using uh, accessory weight, um, is beneficial. And what about diet? Women wonder if omega-3s will help them to prevent some heart disease. They wonder about their cholesterol levels. Speak about knowing your numbers and where your diet comes in. Well, knowing your numbers is um, critical, um, particularly um, 
if you have a family history of premature cardiovascular disease, these numbers should already be evaluated even when you're still a child under the care of your pediatrician to help decrease the risk early on. But at a minimum, even if your values are normal, your values should be checked as of age 18 at least every five years. And once you approach um, middle age, so you're approaching menopause, it probably should be checked yearly um, unless there are uh, illnesses that are diagnosed early on, like diabetes, um, which would also incur in the risk of uh, elevated cholesterol values. So the main impact of diet onto healthy lipids is that your diet should be preferably produce-based. So two-thirds of what you consume should be fruits and vegetables, and then the third uh, should be a lean protein. And I think when you approach the plate, you divide it in, in, in thirds, and you make sure that two-thirds of that plate is produce, and the one remaining third is, is a protein. And all of these things should be prepared in a lean fashion and as fresh as possible. Um, in order to uh, use food as medicine, which is uh, the best sort of medicine there is. Uh, I also encourage my patients to be mindful of hydration. So uh, oftentimes um, we consume more food um, because we're really thirsty and it's because we're not attentive to enough fluid intake. So by making sure that you drink adequate fluid um, in the form of water or non um, alcoholic beverages, then you're less likely to to eat food because you're really thirsty. That is great, great advice in just the last few minutes. Please continue along that line. Wrap it up with your best women and heart disease advice and why women should come to Florida Women's Hospital for their care. Well, the best advice I can give is that you should know your risk factors. Um, don't be ignorant. Be involved, take charge of your health. And Florida Hospital has wonderful avenues um, through their new women's program, but also Florida Hospital is dedicated to taking care of women and heart disease and all its manifestations. So they can visit our website. They can also call our nurse online for direction if they need assistance, whether it be to see a cardiologist or to see a heart rhythm specialist, or to uh, help find a local uh, primary care provider that then can help them with assessing their risk factors. The risk factor um, assessment tool is online, and anyone is um, welcome to take it. And we also have a uh, bus. Um, It is, is a women's coach that is both dedicated to breast cancer screening as well as screening for cardiovascular disease. So you can inquire as to where the coach might be located on any given week and attend any one of its uh, functions. So we welcome all women to call, inquire, to seek assistance. We're there to, to assist and to promote good health in the community. Thank you so much, Dr. Guerrero. It is great information, and you're so well-spoken. Thank you for being with us today. For more information on Florida Hospital for Women, you can go to fhforwomen.com. That's fhforwomen.com. You're listening to Health Chat by Florida Hospital. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.